At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. All right, guys, what's up? So listen, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to reveal basically that I try to have conversations with somebody in the industry almost every day while I'm driving around. And the reason I do that is because I just want to know more. I, I just want to know more. And recently on some some posts and some debate and some conversation around gas tight, I took it upon myself to reach out and find out who's available to speak about gas tight. So out of out of uh, Minnesota State, I talked to Michael Dungan yesterday. And we had this long conversation about a lot of things within the trade, but especially on gas type because he reps that product. So anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. I'm going to speak to Michael Emmerich from Rector Seal. And what this conversation is about is efficiency of a ductless split install. Now, once in a while, we have to talk to manufacturers about their products. And when they talk about their products, obviously they're going to speak about them in a, in a way that accentuates them. That's their job, right? And, and I try to make it more of a technical thing by discussing ways it can help us in the field, right? That's, that's my job. So we come together with Michael and have this conversation about ductless split installs and some of the products that Rector Seal has to accentuate your install, make your install easier, make it more efficient and make it look cleaner, right? Because that's really important. At the end of the day, you want your install to look clean and you want it to be more efficient of an install than, than, than harder of an install because that's going to make you more money at the end of the day if you can get it done quicker and it looks nice, right? So this conversation with Michael Emmerich from Rector Seal is coming up right now, guys. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. This podcast is sponsored by the Master Group. And for those of you that use Master and are in Canada and do any type of refrigeration stuff, there's there's a service here that you might not know they do. So if some somebody wants uh, equipment installed in a, an existing box or you have the box dimension, it's going to be a new build. If you have the dimensions, the material they're using and what's going in the box, so on and so forth, you can actually give this information to your master rep and they, they will give it to the, the right people within the company and they'll give you the equipment you need to use in this box. They'll size it for you. I just did this and I got a job approved to do this myself as well. Uh, small unit, small walk-in, and but the equipment was sized by Master Group for me. So anyway, check out master.ca. This podcast is sponsored by Cintas Uniform Gurus, Blue Collar Uniforms, Carhartt, Stretchy, Comfortable Stuff. And I just, <laughs> I just put out a post the other day about what people find in their pockets, right? My wife gets mad at me all the time because of what ends up in the washer and the dryer. She's always getting <laughs> frustrated with me when it comes to that. And somebody had mentioned, that's why I like getting my uniforms cleaned by, he never mentioned the company, but what I'm getting at is Cintas offers that service. They will take your uniforms, clean them, and you will get them back cleaned and ready to go. So you don't have to do laundry and you don't get 
um, screws and, and markers jammed into your washing machine. Anyway, guys, let's get on with it. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. All right, Michael. So I have to start this off with giving homage to one of the products you have to help with mini split installs. Now we're going to have a conversation about a mini split install and some of the products that you guys have to help out with this. Now, I always tell my audience that we're not trying to make um, infomercials, but sometimes it's difficult when you speak to a manufacturer that that has things to offer. They have to talk about them in a way that um, a tech can understand and a tech can utilize on their install jobs because we all know mini splits I mean, they've been around for a while in North America, even longer in Europe and Asia and stuff like that. But they're really taking a grasp. And, and I got to say that most of the requests I have for brand new install is a mini split of some sort. It's a wall mounted mini split, whether it be multi-zone, whether it be one to one. It just seems like this is the way that people are going because there's so many things you can do with it. We can we can zone um, we can zone a, a, a home like really, really right. well with, with a mini split install over a, a zone force air system. And we can do it for probably a little bit cheaper maybe. And we can do it with less complications along the way. So there's so many advantages. And I think that having... Correct. You're not using dampers. You're not using a, you know, troll temp I used to use back in the day or zone first controls. You know, you're using one-to-one or multiple zones, like you said. Yeah. Much easier to control. Yeah, it's much easier to control. Everybody's got their own remote in, in, in their dedicated room or area. And we can have, like, Susie's room upstairs can be 80 degrees if she wants it to be. And Dave's room downstairs can be 68. Like, you know, everybody's got their own, their, if, depending on, on, the, on the setup and, and how it's installed and right. what equipment you use. But I think it's a fabulous way to, to keep everybody comfortable. So I want to give homage to the Mighty Bracket because... I had never used it before and I didn't realize it was so easy to set up. Like right. when I, when I used it in the summer, um, I was working with, um, a master group here. We were doing like a, a little bit of a, uh, a filming of, um, of a duckless split, a move air that we were putting in. And he's like, do you want to try the mighty bracket? I'll bring it. And I said, of course, I'd love to try it. Um, he just took it out of the thing and hung it on the bracket. It just hangs. And I'm like, wow, I thought there's so more to it. it. You're done. Yeah, I thought, there, I thought you had to fasten it into the wall. I thought it would leave holes in the wall. And maybe some other people thought that too. But I have used it on quite a few installs now, especially when going through the left-hand side of the mini split. It comes in so valuable because you can pull the mini split 12 inches away from the wall rather than having it on the bracket and kind of hinged up. Because a lot of people are saying, well, why would you need that? I just put two rolls of duct tape behind the thing. And I'm like, what? So you'd rather work with three or four inches rather than like 12 inches of space so you can get right. your hands in there. So I do want to give homage to that, that piece of um, plastic yeah, that's awesome very easy problem. to hang. Especially when you're a one man show, um, you know, out of the box, hook it right on. You have, the, you have your two hooks and you have your wall pads that keep it from, you know, obviously destroying the wall and it, you sit the unit right on there while you're doing all your runs, while you're running your pipes, while you're running electrical drain, everything. And it sits right on top of there. Um, I loved using it too when I installed it in my house as well, uh, especially see, you, like you said, you can pull it out off the wall 
and do all your connections from behind it there while it's already suspended. Instead of back in the day, you know, I used to have a ladder and you put it on the ladder and then you have the lines behind it sitting there while trying to hold it and then hop it back on the brackets and snap it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, what I'd like to do is move through an install of a mini split and just talk about some of the things that you can offer to make an install uh, move move along a little bit more smoothly because I've as, as somebody that hasn't installed for a long I used to install quite a quite a bit when I first got into the trade but it was it wasn't sheet metal it was like uh, piping for big Liebert systems and Mitsubishi VRFs and and stuff like that but now that I'm doing more of these like kind of one to one installations there's lots of products that I didn't know about that can help so what I would like to do first is one of the first things we're going to do with a mini split install is mount the outdoor unit. Now we can either mount it on brackets that attach to the, the home or the building, or we can mount it on a stand. So we're not attached to the home or the building. Cause some people don't like equipment attached. And if you're going into a home that doesn't have concrete or brick and it, it might have siding and you got to go into the, into the studs, you don't really want to go into the studs with a bracket because then you're, any of that vibration might move through the in, into those wooden studs and, and right. start to vibrate the home, and, and nobody really wants to hear that. So maybe we should talk about a couple of mounting um, scenarios, whether it's against the wall or whether it's on a stand that sits away from the home. I mean, depending on what you're using it for, um, some guys do prefer obviously the wall side on the side of the house uh, for snow drift. Um, we do have a vibration isolator pads on them that do help with the vibration, like you said, on the wall, if it's anchored into the wall. But um, obviously we do have multiple types of stands you can use for um, the ductless outdoor unit itself, all the way from, you know, a regular standalone singles, you know, so one condenser up to a um, Bigfoot uh, that would be uh, for multi-zones for a, a heavier VRF type unit, which can be mounted anywhere on the ground. Um, depends on what your, what your code would require as well for the height too for height adjustability as well, um, especially in the Northeast where I'm in New Jersey. Uh, Northeast, you have to have um, a minimum snow clearance. It has to be up, up up, really high. So a lot of guys do prefer the side, uh, the wall mount brackets uh, over the stands just because they worry about it tipping over over, over time because you're not securing it to the ground. It's actually just sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. But uh, the brackets are, are uh, a very popular product, well, at least by me. Yeah, so I, I, I like the wall mount bracket because it's got that one piece that mounts to the wall and then it's got the brackets that can slide back and forth to meet your, uh, your foot meet. yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, cause back in the summer, but let me just tell you what happened with a set of brackets that I bought from j- just a general set of brackets. So it's like two brackets, like one in each hand basically. And, and you, it, it, they're, they're made out of steel and you mount them to the wall, but th- when they're mounted to the wall, they kind of swing back and forth because this homeowner, this homeowner wanted their AC unit off of a a patio stone and on a bracket. I'm not really sure why, but he did. So I went over there and the pro being a one man show and this thing being like a three ton, uh, condensing unit outside, it was difficult for me to get it onto the bracket because the bracket was, was, um, swaying back and forth even though it was tight, even though it was tight off the wall. So what I had to do and what I've seen other people do is just get a piece of threaded rod, drill holes in the bracket and put threaded rod across the front of it. And it stops it from swaying back and forth. It keeps it in one piece. But those, 
brackets that I was discussing just before that were the 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 line that the, the almost like a plate gets mounted to the wall and you can adjust the brackets to your it doesn't those right. it doesn't happen it doesn't swing so the design is is really cool and it's already got the rubber uh the rubber feet that come with it to prevent any sort of vibration and, and to isolate it from the bracket so it's not moving through the bracket to the home right right it's designed that way um some condensers come with those on them already um not all of them are from factory but i've seen them come with the rub- vibration isolator rubber feet underneath them but a lot of times they actually come off them really easily and if you mount ours with it on there it will be m- much more secure mm-hmm. um, so, so I, what... I like i like the product i like the i mean i like the the wall mounts themselves on like the the stands are cool it depends on the application it's always yep. down to what the homeowner wants um even the uh the fix it foot or the risers are really good too as well that you can just mount on the ground as well, but it's still up enough that when you go into the frost, you're not going to worry about any type of ice buildup going back through it. It's not on the ground completely. It's yeah. always lifted. But yeah. the code requirements are going to require different types of um, a stand or a foot type of uh, finish. Yeah. And if you wanted to move it away from the house using something like a big foot stand, those, mm-hmm. I like the big feet on them because I've seen stands. Yeah, I, I the thick foot and the thick the, the big footprint. If you have room, it prevents any sort of tipping in in any matter because it, it's kind of uh, it's it's sort of sitting in a sort of neutralized position. And even if you have some wind or something like that, uh, because of the way it sits and there's a lot of uh, surface area of the foot touching the ground already, we have less chance of tipping over. Right. It, it is a heavy product, so I mean it will withstand you know a thousand pounds on the frame. So you're going to have a heavy, heavy feet regardless on there. So it will withstand any type of wind or any type of even um, you know, vibrations from anything. Um, but it's a heavier type of unit. That's um, more of a VRF type application, but you can use it on single zones. It's just a larger product. Um, that would be the, uh, the multi-frame type of product. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's, let's move on to some piping stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. One product that I came across... Years ago, I won't say years ago, but maybe two, two, two years ago, three years ago at max. So I guess years is is an insulation product that I really, really like, and I've used it in some applications. So for the the regular kind of Armaflex stuff, I noticed that after a while, the sun really, really takes to it, damages it, and if it's not UV protected, what can happen is it just starts to break down. You can go up to some old stuff that's been sitting there for five, six years that gets a lot yeah. of sun load and it just crumbles. And the other thing I notice is the birds, they steal it. They take chunks of it. And I guess they're using, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're eating it or if they're using, using it for their nests or whatever, but for nests, um, believe it or not, when I was, I was a contractor in from 97 to 2002 and that, that Armaflex would, I would go out there and do service every six months. And I would replace that run from, you know, your outside <laughs> right to the unit, that trend, that like two feet or whatever it was I have, I'd replace that or tape it because it would just completely be rotted. It would dry up or fall off and, and the lines are all exposed. Um, this is before they came out with any type of um, the, the tear-free UV type of resistant uh, product that we have amongst other manufacturers. Uh, but they do, they would steal it off that and make nests out of it. Uh, not just birds, it would actually would be chipmunks. And whoever would get into the unit, sometimes you actually find that in the circuit board in the unit when you're pulling it off to do service, or if it's not working, or you know they make nests around the contactors usually. 
you'd find parts of the insulation sitting in there too. Yeah. And I was like, I said like, oh, there's insulation. There was where it went. Or it, usually, but the UV, the light would kill it. And that's just like in six months or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go and tape it and redo it. And six months later, same thing. If without type of protection on there, it's going to rot itself. And then you have issues with it down the road. Yeah. So one of the, the solutions I found to this was a product that I didn't even know that you guys carried was K-Flex Titan. And I mean, the the stuff's incredible because it has a black UV jacket on top of it. And I've, I've used it to replace a bunch of Armaflex. And when I replaced it originally, people were like, ah, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Uh, I've never seen any, any Armaflex stand. I'm like, guys, it's different. It's got this like kind of, I don't know what the material is on the outside, but it's, it's not soft. It's, it's not like jacket. a bird. Yeah. It's like a jacket and it's UV yeah, protected. You can't tear it either. Yeah, and and two three years later, after putting it on for the very first time, so let's say going back three years, putting on for the first time, when I left my former company that I was at, the stuff was still intact and and still looked like it was it was new because the birds weren't pulling at it because they couldn't, and it wasn't it wasn't succumbing to the UV. So it's it's an excellent product, and I mean, I'm finding that a lot of manufacturer, a lot of suppliers actually, sorry, they're not. They don't know about it yet, and only a couple of them have it, and I got to special order it in. So I'm hoping with more education, this stuff comes in and it's like readily available at the suppliers because it's just by far a, a better product as far as I'm concerned if you got to insulate a line uh, set. I didn't see any of that type of product until probably 2008 or 2009 before it was the same type of uh, Armaflex, as you said, for years and years before that. Um, I didn't see that until... I think it was PDM Gel Copper came out with a type of product back in 2008 or 2009 that had that jacket type on it that was resistant to all the uh, type of elements outside. That's when I was like, well, this is an awesome product. Um, I'd like to try this as well in our, in our labs when I was working for a manufacturer at the time to be able to show customers, hey, there's another solution than what you're doing right now. Yeah. And something that some people should be aware about if they haven't heard about this yet I have seen videos online where some, some people will buy a line set that's already pre-insulated and it's white. And I don't know if it's the, the copper. I don't know if it's the, the quality of copper. I don't know if it's the manufacturer of the actual insulation, the, the, the white stuff. But there's been a lot of videos online where I've seen where moisture, the insulation, the copper, they all kind of react with each other. And literally they'll pull the, the white insulation off and they'll spray it with soap and there's like little pinhole champagne leaks, like bubble, little tiny micro leaks all over the, the copper, the copper. not on a that's connection. Yeah. That's the copper quality. It's too thin. It's, yeah. It's moisture's getting into it and eating it somehow. It's, it's making it thin and it's leaking through there. Yeah. The pinhole leaks, but it's still, it's the jacketing on it as well. That's, that's, it's not protecting that line. It's the whole job of that is to protect the line set for heat transfer to make it sealed. And when you get any type of moisture in there or anything, it will eat at that copper. Yeah. And the cheaper the copper is, the thinner the copper is. So it's going to obviously put pin size holes in it. I've seen that too. And I've seen it when I actually you pull it back and it's green as well mm-hmm. and discolored. So yeah. you know it's getting moisture in it already because it's eating away the copper already. Mm-hmm. I did see in uh, some sort of, uh, was a, maybe it was a bulletin or something like that. And it, and it was with the white insulation. And what they were recommending is on each side of the, let's say you run a, a 30 foot 
line set. On each side of that insulation, they basically want you to take some caulking or something and seal it so no moisture can actually penetrate past that little small opening that that most people leave there. Most people don't even think about that. Hey, like I'm running this line set. It's butted right up against a valve or something. I don't need to worry about moisture getting in this little tiny crack around the um, insulation and pipe, but obviously you can get in there and, and, and cause some havoc. So there's a bulletin I seen that had um, silicone, white silicone, obviously to match the color of the insulation yep. around the both extremities. So no moisture could actually enter. A couple of codes I tell you guys about once a month to save some money. First one is from True Tech Tools, a wide variety of tools in their online tool store. We're going to use code KNOWITALL to save 8%. 8% is not a whack of dough, but it's still 8%. Instead of paying 100%, you're paying 92% of the of the amount that they spit out at you, right? So it's it's a little bit of savings and hopefully you guys can use it to save a little bit of dough. The other one we're going to talk about is from emotorsdirect.ca. emotorsdirect.ca is an online motor and motor accessory outlet where you can, if you have a dead motor of any sort, if they carry it, you go to their site, you type it in, you find a replacement for it and have it delivered directly to the job site or your home. So there's no driving around trying to find what you need or driving around, period, right? To your home, comes, you put it in your truck, you go straight to the job site. So there is an advantage to that. And the code we're going to use for emotorsdirect.ca is HVACKNOWITALL, and that will save you 8% as well. So I got to give it up to, on Instagram, at HVACKJOURNEYMANMARTIN, because he posted a picture of a copper drain after a year had basically corroded away. It was, the picture's pretty crazy. I've posted it on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And it was from a boiler one year in and the things corroded out. Now, obviously let's not use copper if we don't have to on a drain line that has corrosive water coming out of it. The reason the water's corrosive is because high efficiency heating appliances generate corrosive water, corrosive condensate, Right. And after that copper, who knows what's in the main drain line? This is why we've been discussing, testing, and talking about JJM Alkaline Technologies condensate neutralizers. I've tested them in my own home, and and I've seen what condensate water can do. I've seen how acidic it is, and I've seen what their neutralizers do to that acidic water, bringing it back to an alkaline state, right? So this is a real thing. Some people pretend it's not, but it is, and it's code in a lot of places. So I would look into it right? I would look into using neutralizers where you can on high efficiency heating appliances. Yeah. Cause you remember that that's producing kinds that that's condensing, that's producing, you know, this, that, uh, moisture on that you're, you're beating off that on the summertime. It's going to get in that if it's not sealed, you just caulk around the outside edge. That's really it. Guys don't realize that you'll get that if you don't do it on both ends. Even sometimes the end coming out of the wall and the house is not is cut or it's not sealed there either. That has to be done on that end too. As long as it's you're you're sealed on both ends, you're good. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned that years ago as well that you have to seal that too because you're going to get moisture going through there as well because it's not it's what's wide open at yeah. the valve right there. It just goes right to the valve and stops. Exactly. <clears throat> so one product. Let's talk about something else that I didn't know that existed. And and Jerry Wagner, who I I believe you know, um, who's uh, I've known Jerry for many years. Yeah, yes. he he's uh, just he, he's a great guy, uh, very opinionated, very animated, very good at training. Uh, he's known for being one of the best trainers in the industry. Oh yeah, just and, because his yeah. training is is very uh, is very engaging. Like he he will yeah. not let you fall asleep 
at his training class. Right, that's the whole point of you, yeah. You can't read from it. Like I do training, you can't read from a PowerPoint. You can't. Like you should know this. Like the back of your hand, use that as a reference. That's all you're doing. And when I train, I always have products in my hands. I learn with the product in my hand how it works, take it apart, what these wires do, what it what's in it, or I'll cut it in half, like just for surge protection or, or pumps. And I'll show actually the inside of the pump. This is what it this out what it does. This is the components. I'm showing you on the screen what it actually looks like. So he's the same way. He's a good hands-on trainer too. Oh, very, very good. And one of the things he showed me back in May was you can buy drain hose in a roll that actually attaches to, to the, you can pull the, the, the drain hose off the mini split, the, the three foot piece or whatever, the white piece with the, the little plastic stub on it. You can pull that. Yeah. You can pull that right off. And you can run a flexible drain. You can buy the stuff in rolls and you can run a flexible drain from from the evaporator or from, I shouldn't call it an evaporator because we're in heat pump mode these days. So from the indoor unit, you can actually run a full length of um, flexible line from from that indoor unit to where the condensate has got to go. And there's no transition in between. And there's no, no worrying about uh, hard pipe because a lot of people, I had to use hard pipe. I shouldn't say I didn't. I had to, but I used hard pipe on a an install in the fall that came from like a second story and I ran it um, kind of sloped down and then down the side of the wall. For for your, your piece coming down the side of the wall, yeah, maybe you can put a piece of hard there just because it looks cleaner and stuff like that if it's got to be on the outside. But for everything in between, you can attach right to that indoor head and, and have an easier time for yourself running that drain line so does that come in different grades or is it just like one specific type of hose you have grade, you have three grades you have regular you have smooth bore and you have insulated okay there's three types of there um i like the smooth bore because it's thinner um the insulated one would be the one you're running through transition where it's going through a uh you know a, a cooled area or an unconditioned area that you worry about condensation coming out of there yeah. uh, or dripping anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the smooth bore. I've used that on my home and others, um, other installs I've done for uh, friends and family. Uh, and when we launched it, they're, uh, they come, yeah, you're coming to certain size rolls, but that's one shot and it's smooth bore. So it's not going to kink. It's easier to pull through the wall too. If you're not using a pump, if you're just going to use a straight gravity drain out of there, that's what you're going to connect right to that five eights um, connector off the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to use that, you know, I mean, if you're going to use that uh, three foot or that stock length that comes with it, you can, you can connect it right to it without an issue. Yeah. But I, I like that product too. The 50 foot rolls there. It's a pretty cool product, especially when you're going gravity, but to make sure you make sure that the gravity is where, wherever it's coming out, you, you have to have um, that easy trap at the end of it. So nothing crawls back through it wherever you're going. Cause guys complain about that smell coming back through the front of the unit or bugs coming through the front of the unit down the road. And we actually have a trap that goes on the bottom. It's a waterless trap. You see, you see the easy trap? That we made? I have seen the easy trap. I've just never heard of or seen anybody using it on a mini split yeah. install. Yeah. You put it at the end of the, um, at the gravity drain at the end of it. So where it's dripping out. So you don't have any bugs or smell or odor coming through back through the unit. Cause what's, what's, what, where's that terminating at? It's terminating outside somewhere and there's stuff can crawl through it. There's nothing at, at the end of it. That's preventing that. Mm-hmm. So we use, I usually end with that. Interesting. I've never seen that mm-hmm. before. Cool. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're really exp- inexpensive products, but it's something that we we uh, make specifically for mini splits, and we're, we're the only company that actually makes that for mini splits. Nice. Okay. Um, so you mentioned pumps there. So a lot of a lot of applications where you can't be on an outside wall, and you got to install a pump. 
I, I've always f- thought about this and struggled. Like if, if I want a really clean look and I just want, I don't want to show any pipes. I don't want to show any electrical. I want this thing on a, on a, on a wall. And that's all I want the customer to see is the unit. I don't want them to see any of the utilities coming into it. Right. How, what is your recommendation on, on how to install a pump to, to, to have a clean look still? Well, depending on the application, like you said, if you don't want to see it, we offer two types of pumps you could use. Um, we have our Aqua Mini, which is our blue pump, small, thin pump that can go in the back of the unit itself. Yep. That will just has a little reservoir in the side of it, and that will pump out with your drain line. That's completely sealed, and you will not see that at all. It's very easy to install because it slides right in the back of the unit itself. It's very thin. Um, or you could use your orange. We have your orange Mini and orange Maxi, but those are remotes. Uh, pump because the pump housing itself is larger. It will not fit in the unit itself. It's too big and it won't fit in the line. It's a remote. So it would sit above in a drop ceiling. So it would, and, uh, it would, it would pull the uh, condensate from the reservoir up and out through the uh, pump itself. But you're not, you would not see any of this at all. There, there are, there are, uh, there, those are all remote uh, mounted reservoirs that you're using. So you're going to go from that drain line, drop it in with our fittings and right, right from the, uh, the reservoir itself, right to the pump, depending on where you want to locate it. Um, it has to be less than, uh, can't be any more than five feet from there because their motors aren't strong enough to pull more than five feet out. So you're going to look at putting it right in the back tray there, or you can actually have it on the side or behind it. Some people prefer behind it or even above the ceiling. You can do that. It does come with vibration isolator, uh, a holder. It's a plastic white holder that they both slide into like a, a little sleeve that you can mount above it into the wall so it doesn't vibrate anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, those are your, those are your um, pumps that you're not going to see at all compared to our white type of pump or lime green that are actually underneath or on the side of the unit itself. Gotcha. We'll still, you'd see them. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's really important that people need to know that, that, that range, that five foot range, because if we're pulling um, right. up a vertical uh, rise and, and we're higher than that, and then we have condensate issues, people need to understand that the pump they just put in, they put it in the, the wrong application right. because we, we have, to, we have to lower that thing to within five feet of the indoor unit in order to pull the, the condensate up to Correct. it. Correct. Right. The piston pump is not, it's not made to be a strong pump. It's made to, uh, it's pumping far long distance, but it's not made to pull more than five feet. It's not strong enough. It's going to lug and then you'll have issues going down. And you're like, it's not pulling any water out of here. It's not, it's not pumping anything out. Yes, you're too far away. Um, yeah. It says it on our spec. It says it in our catalog, but some guys don't understand it. So when I teach it, I just show the difference. I'm like, here, here's your five foot. Here's what you have to have it within the range. And then so far and so forth. But you need to have a siphon device on it as well. Siphoning is the biggest um, issue with piston pumps that if you're not if you're not hooking a siphon device on there, just like a fish tank or a gas tank, what's ha- what happens when it turns off? It pulls water out through gravity. So if that siphon's not out there, guess what happens? The pump is dry now. All the water's pulled out. So then it starts again and it runs dry and then it makes noise every time it starts. And then it's going to end up uh, ruining that pump because it's not lubricated by water. And that's what lubricates the pump to keep it quiet. Yeah. Uh, so guys forget about that. Yeah, no, good point. And I'm just, as you're talking, I, I remembered something that I've demoed that I, I received from um, a local supplier here. Uh, and so a lot of people that they'll put these in with, pre-insulated line sets, right? Mm-hmm. 
just to make it easier on their, themselves, whether it's white or black or whatever it, it, some, some people are doing it this way. Now, if you want to use a bender on a pre-insulated line set, it's going to be really, really difficult to do that because you'd have to cut the insulation off and then bend the pipe with the bender. Now, something that I thought was cool was uh, another product you guys carry to help with the installation process is these, uh, like the teething bender pl- plastic plastic pieces that you yeah. slide inside the pipe and you can yeah. use it to bend the pipe from the from the inside rather than the outside right that's called our easy bend yeah. uh pipe um they're they're a really cool product um they've been on for a while a company called castell engineering makes that uh it slides right in uh they're 13 foot lengths a lot of guys uh don't realize don't put it all the way in you're not going to pull it out if you make a bend yeah uh, uh, but they're a really cool product because you don't have to remove, like I said, no cutting insulation, no removing anything. Just slide, slide it in and make your bend, pull it out. Um, the multiple sizes, we come, it comes with multiple sizes. You can buy it by itself or buy it in a multiple pack. So you have all your sizes there. But I, I like that a lot. Um, I used to use like the spring benders back in the day, um, even the um, mechanical benders that they have. Um, now there's, a, there's other tools that are out there to do it too. But when we came out with this, I thought it was a really cool product. And when I demoed it as well, guys were like, oh, this is really cool. But then we had guys calling us saying, hey, I got, I put it in all this and I can't pull it out. It's like, well, you put it in 10 feet, in nine feet yeah. uh, to make a tight bending. You can't. Uh, a lot of guys were like, yeah, this is awesome because the tight corners uh, in, in a room, you can make that 90 degree going out and going down without putting, uh, God, I would hate brazing a joint in there. I would hate doing that because you're always worried about leaking and you're always worried about the joints. Um, so I was like, okay, this is a great thing. You can make the bend and then go straight through. The less, the less fittings, the better. So, yeah, yeah we can. No, agreed. Yeah. agreed. So I, when I first demoed that product, there was a lot of interest around it. And there was also a lot of people saying that they use it um, often for those certain instances where they do have to bend the pipe that's already pre-insulated and they don't want to cut the insulation back or add a fitting. It just gives you two extra bonuses there because you're not adding a fitting and you're not ripping the insulation back and then having to re-insulate it later. So, right. uh, very, very cool. Now, I mean, once it all comes together, finishing it off. Now I had never used a pipe cover until this spring, putting the co- what, cover the over that product. Yeah. Putting, yeah, that one. And the, uh, what's the other one that you guys carry? We have fortress, this, we have cover guard and right. we have some duct. Okay. So you have three, actually, I didn't know you had three. Uh, yes, so we acquired I, cover guard, uh, in the summertime. That's the adjustable line set that actually goes in and out mm-hmm. for more lines that can fit in it. Yeah. So we have three, ver- we have three different offerings now. Yeah. And it really just sets the job properly and it makes it look professional because there's nothing worse than looking at a wobbly line set moving across the outside of a house right right there's there's nothing worse than it and and i know it's not i know it's not like if you have this nice home and you're running uh duck cover or sorry pipe cover across it's not like a, a designer's dream but it's 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 practical and it it looks way better than like i said a wavy line set running across a home especially when when people aren't using proper benders and stuff like that they can really cover up the line set and make it look a way more professional than than just leaving it leaving it Correct. blank um, and i started to use it and i love the stuff well, years ago they never had it we used to use um gutter pipe 
you go to the store, you go to the con, you go to the Johnstone or whatever supply house, you get you would get gutter pipe, and you would take your two snips and go up it. I have scars on my fingers from it doing it, and you just cut it up and then paint it to whatever color the house was. That's what we did because they never had that until you know until I brought that out and Slim Duck came out. What is this? This is an awesome product, and you're correct. I mean, it makes that job look way cleaner. Um, you can hide everything in that line and. It transitions really, really well the way uh, from inside to actually all the way down to the unit. Yeah. And something that I should bring up because I just started using it and I've had people online go, hey, uh, you you don't have a a bottom piece because I've had it on me slide down. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. So a lot of people, they'll use that bottom transition piece that tapers Mm -hmm. that can be cut. So yep. the, the so that the vertical piece doesn't slide down, or some people have told me they actually, if you don't want to use the tapered piece, they'll just use a coupling, um, and it stops the the, the vertical piece right. from stops sliding from moving down. down. It stays yeah. in place. So mm-hmm. I haven't actually witnessed that or experienced that myself. I'm just taking this information from people that have used it longer than me and more than me, and have given me this feedback. So I wanted to just relay that to everybody that's listening. Yeah. Very cool products. Like I said, we have the Slim Duck, the Fortress, uh, different finishes. That's all it really is. The, the Fortress is more of a matte finish, so it's not it's not a glossy type finish. The uh, Slim Duck is more of a shiny aftermarket finish. Um, so you see a difference easily on just the way it, it's made. Mm-hmm. Uh, price point wise, obviously, it could be a little cheaper. We make that here in the United States uh, out of uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. So um, we are manufacturing in the United States. Yeah. Part. And I have seen a lot of people that still, <laughs> cause I, I put out a post asking who uses, uh, and it was a picture of, uh, at a supplier of just kind of like a, a modeled setup of the, uh, fortress. And I'm like, who's using it? And a lot of people were like, we, we still use, um, metal. We still use metal and paint it to the, to the house. But, um, yeah, that that, that's not... not really for me. It's not, I, I mean, I'd rather just buy something that's pre-made and clickable rather than having to make my own. That's just me trying to be efficient. I, it's just my opinion. I've seen them in Canada. Um, on my travels, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Montreal, uh, all that era, they still use metal. Yeah. And just like, wow, really? And it's flimsy too. It's not really not, not secure. It's not made well. It's just, you know, it moves around. It's very like, how do you work with this stuff? But that's what they use. All right. So let's end this off with, uh, we've covered, we've covered quite, quite a bit of, uh, install practices here and and what can help, but let's end it off with, uh, like surge protection devices for, uh, the outdoor unit and the indoor unit, because you, you guys have a variety of surge protection devices. And, and as we talked, uh, before I hit record, I've installed some of them and, uh, it's, it's just insurance. And the reason I installed it was because the, the, the owner of this refrigeration uh, equipment that I was put, like I was working on, I had opened up, it up and there was like a big black mark. And he had told me there was a lightning strike and they had to have some parts replaced. So, I mean, surge protection for things like that, these kind of electrical anomalies and, and nature and stuff like that could really help the, the equipment's longevity if you do have an area where you're... Su- you do have strikes or you do have bad power type thing, right? Yes. Uh, we came out with surge protection and we were not in the market at all until 2019, 2020. So we had no presence at all until we came up with our own product. So our surge protection devices are obviously a lot smaller than the competition is there. Um, they're also are, are potted, which means they're completely sealed. So you can mount it on the side underneath it. 
there's no need for an air gap in it at all. Um, we do have, obviously, we have the RSH 50, the 60, the home house uh, 120, and then the one you spoke about, the VRM device. We have the VRM by itself. You can put it right inside, uh, which is not waterproof, or you can buy with the enclosure on one that has the VRM and then has the surge built in one in a NEMA 3 uh, rated enclosure box. So what would you recommend for a mini split indoor unit and outdoor unit? Uh, I like the VRM box because you, your mini splits, uh, they work at different voltage ranges because that's an inverter. So you're working at 187 to 253, depending on uh, manufacturer, plus or minus, I think, 13% of that. That can be set specifically at that range on the VRM, like you know from setting it. So if you have any brownouts, power surge, anything, that will shut that unit off immediately until it goes back to that normal operating range. Plus, it has the surge built into it already. So it, God forbid, if that surge hits it, it protects it as well. So if that can't close that contact quick for that voltage, that surge takes it mm-hmm. and sends it to ground through the metal oxide varistor MOV, which is in everything, and our gas discharge tube technology, which they're included together in our surge products. That's why we can actually offer a lifetime warranty because our product is guaranteed to not fail. Um, We haven't had a failure at all. Um, We have connected connected warranties on everything. So if that fails, that outdoor unit, say on the RSH 50 is is a $5,000 connected warranty. So if that fails, that unit is covered up to $5,000 to be replaced. Mm-hmm. That's how we stand next to it. And plus, it's also small. Um, our gas discharge tube technology and our MOV technology, your MOV is what takes the hit on all surge protectors. That heats up, it blows, and that's it. One or two times, maybe you're lucky. Our gas discharge tube is just another resistor added to that 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 uh, that piece that actually takes the heat off the, MO, the MOV so it can cool down and take another hit. So that's how UL passed us, and it takes 10 hits straight. And then one hit at maximum current to get that stamp, but the it takes it the, the heat off the MOV so it can reset itself and yeah. take multiple hits. Our yeah. com, our competitors, other other companies, that's why because we came late into, into the technology into surge, so we had to come out with something outside the box. So that makes it more robust than anything in the market. Um, I would definitely recommend the VRM for ductless mini split products because of the inverter uh, of the inverter boards because they're very sensitive to any voltage fluctuation at all. Yeah, and. I mean, I had this whole conversation with Jerry Myron, who is one of your colleagues. And if anybody is interested in listening to a full podcast about uh, surge protection and how it helps, you guys can go search that one out. Uh, That was done back near the end of the summer there. So I'm just search out um, the Jerry Myron podcast on on my episodes and you'll be able to listen to that one. But uh, Michael, uh, I got to appreciate your your time today because we got some information in that hopefully will help with some, some more efficient installation uh, of ductless split systems right and, and that was the whole conversation see this this podcast is basically a uh I, I guess it's like a an extension of the blog of my life and my career right in in my career and these conversations are conversations i i have these conversations with people like you while i'm driving down the highway almost every day. And I wish I could record them all because I learn from it and other people should be able to learn from these conversations too. So that's why once a week, I've twice seen you a driving. week. Yeah. So, sorry? I've seen you driving, talking. <laughs> Have you? Oh, yeah, I've seen you in your van driving, talking, uh, a few posts you've made. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I like to have these conversations almost daily with people that are in the industry so I can learn this stuff. And when I have these conversations but record them, 
and put them out for other people to listen to. It's just basically me sharing my life within the industry. That's what this podcast is. So, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Awesome. So I will uh, bid you adieu and you have a a great day, my man. I will say, Hey, if you're HR in Atlanta, come visit us at B2029 booth. Awesome. Go see them guys. So I'm seeing a lot of mini split installs and requests for mini split installs and quotes lately. So anything that can make my job easier in the field, I'm going to pull the trigger on, right? Even if it's a little bit more expensive, if it saves me 45 minutes of hassle, then it's worth it to me, right? Because time is, time is more valuable to me now than it ever has been just because my time is spread so thin because of what I do with the HVAC know-it-all thing and what I do with McCready HVAC. All my time is so valuable that anything that saves me a bit of time I will look at heavily and if it's a little bit more expensive and the job's already quoted, but I find something that's going to save time, I will still pull the trigger on it, even though my bottom line might be a little off, but I have saved a little bit of time and gotten that time back. There's, there's something to be said for that. Anyway, I got to thank Michael for getting onto the podcast. He has talked about some, some things that can help. We've talked about insulation, K-Flex Titan, which is amazing, brackets, Drain lines, flexible drain lines, pipe covers, surge protection, pumps that can be hidden and not seen. A bunch of different things, guys. So hope your installs go as smooth as possible. And if you want to check out some of the stuff we talked about, go to rectorseal.com and you can check it out. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know-It-All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.